Hi guys, welcome to Helping Teachers Thrive. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of being joined by Paloma Berci, an incredible animal communicator who has led many courses with adults and children in animal communication. In this episode, we discussed the intuitive nature of dogs and how they can sense anxiety in children and the positive impact that animals can have on children. So let's get straight into it. Some people are scared of dogs, aren't they? Some children are scared of dogs. So that, that fear, do you think that's probably come from maybe their upbringing, their parents may have been fearful of dogs and they don't like being around dogs and just being able to experience being around a natural dog and like understanding how they may be feeling or the, how they might actually be there to help you rather than to be like to scare you could actually help children could help their parents even yeah well it, you know the reason why children or adults are afraid mm -hmm. of dogs i i think there are so many you know different um reasons you know some might be some might be that they have had a a bad uh, experience with a dog maybe of some course, of them yes. were bitten once or whatever mm. um, some of them you know some children are afraid of dogs because their parents are afraid of dogs you know like it's transmitted from the parent to the children you know maybe the child is uh, is curious wants to go near a dog and the parent pulls it away mm. so no 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 don't go there don't go there you know and then there are also cultural issues you know in some cultures some cultures are more afraid of dogs than others it's, it's amazing <laughs> wow you know I, I I'm I'm an animal communicator but I'm also a certified dog trainer mm. so I've, I've seen this you know like it really depends from which country people are and they approach a dog in one way or in another way mm. Of course, yes, I'm from England, I'm from the UK, and in the UK, we are dog lovers. There are a lot of dogs as pets in the UK. Where are you based currently, Paloma? I'm in Switzerland. In Switzerland. So what, what is it like in terms of Switzerland with dogs and families and children? Are you a oh, nation of dog lovers as well? Yeah, Switzerland yeah. is a, is a, is very dog, a very dog-loving country as well, yes. <laughs> but we've so got people have... from, from uh, many cultures here, you know, like... Mm. and. Uh, then you really see the difference how, you know, um, a Swiss person might approach a dog and uh, a person from another culture would approach a dog. Right. Yes, of course. If you have many cultures living in the same area, you, it's quite, you, you'll be able to see that with people that are on the, when they're going on about their daily business and they've got a dog coming near them, you'll be able to observe how they react with that dog. So in my school currently, um, we have two therapy dogs. They're being trained currently and they're only just about going out and about now, going to classrooms to, to sort of see the children, for the children to get used to their dogs. Do you have therapy dogs in schools in Switzerland at all? Um, I don't know, but I guess that some mm. of them might come in. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah. How mm -hmm. does it benefit children having therapy dogs in school? Well, I think it's it's it is actually important that children learn to interact with dogs. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's it's important that they learn how to to approach a dog. And as I said before, you know, many parents are afraid of dogs, and they yes. transmit that to the child. Now, if you have a therapy dog coming to the school, then that fear can be addressed, and mm -hmm. you know, like. It's it's another environment, and the children see ah these other children. Oh, my friend is not afraid of dogs. Well, why are my parents afraid of dogs? But my friend is not afraid of that dog. Well, maybe that dog is not that 
uh, that that fearful, you know, like like I thought it was. Maybe it's not as dangerous as I thought it was, you know. Like, so mm. it children start to 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 make other connections, wow, and yes, and 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 I think it's uh, it's good if you if there's a therapy dog there. I, there, it is a good place to start to understand dogs you know like mm -hmm. how how do you how do you behave around dogs uh, maybe also learn the language the body language of the dogs you know like what are their the calming signals of a dog so it's i learned with Turi Drugas and Turi Drugas has written a couple of books well she's written some books and one of them is called calming signals oh, and okay. it's all about the calming signals of dogs now you can use calming signals as a human around dogs as well you know so so if you use calming signals um of a dog around dogs a dog will understand that body language so it's a very okay. good it's a very good um way of teaching children in a playful mm -hmm. way how they can interact with dogs you know by learning the calming signals of a dog and and using the calming signals around of, uh, around dogs themselves yes and then that will hopefully break the cycle of if their parents are scared of dogs and the child becomes scared and they grow up to be scared and that then passed on to their own children so hopefully if children become used to dogs in a more controlled way but more controlled environment i suppose where they feel safer or the child might feel safer because their therapy dogs being introduced to maybe that would then help them to become less anxious around dogs. So what advice, what what 10 top tips, I suppose, what main tips would you give us in terms of how to act around a dog if we are potentially fearful because of an experience? Or for example, my mum used to always say to me, oh no, don't go near that dog because we don't know who, whose dog it is. Like my mum used to say this to me all the time, so I'm a little bit, um, <laughs> not fearful, but I do sort of question a little bit when I'm around dogs sometimes, unless they're my friend's dogs. But what would you... What, what, why would you advise us in terms of how we should act around dogs so that we're not fearful of them? Well, first of all, I would say, look, give them their space. Mm. You know, don't rush up to the dog and, you know, invade its space. Just stay outside the dog's space and wait for the dog to come to you. Okay. So, you know, don't, don't, don't go and say, oh, I have to pet that dog. Oh, you know, I want to, I want to pet. Oh, can I pet that dog? You know, sometimes children come up mm. to me and say, oh, can I pet your dog? And I go like, no. Well, why not? I go, well, would you like a stranger to come and put your their hand in your face? Uh, no. So, well, that's exactly what you're doing to the dog. Mm. You know, dog doesn't know you. You just come up, want to pet your dog. No. And then some children get really angry and sort of like, oh, come on, really? Blah, 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 blah. Well, you have to start to look at the dog as a sentient being, as, mm -hmm. you know, it's not you have power over the dog. You know, it's, it's, you have to respect the dog. If you want respect from an animal, you have to respect the animal first. Mm, of course, yes. Yeah. So do you think that, Sometimes, unfortunately, a lot of dogs get disowned, for example. They get they become stray dogs or they go into the dog pound because people no longer want them. So do you reckon that is because the lack of communication between the owner and the dog, they don't understand their dog the way they should understand their dog, maybe potentially, which is why it's led to 
them unfortunately getting rid of the dog, sending a dog to a dog pound, unfortunately. Um, I guess there are a lot of reasons why that happens. Mm. But obviously, some of the reasons are, unfortunately, that people have not thought it through before they get the dog. I mean, you really should think it through thoroughly. What does it mean to get a dog? A dog mm. is a responsibility for at least 15 years if you get a puppy. I mean, I've got a dog. She's 20. Mm. You know, so think about it. Are you willing to spend the next 15 years caring for this dog? A dog is not a, a, a subject that, you, you know, an object that you get. And then when you, when you get, uh, you know, tired of it, you get rid of it. Yeah, it's a sentient cool. being. So really, it's a 15-year responsibility. And you really should think about that before you get a dog you should ask yourself some questions before you get a dog you know what's going to happen if um if i have to move houses now what's going to happen mm -hmm. am, am i willing to look for a house that will allow my dog you know and or in there sometimes you know people think oh i want to get a dog and they 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 have rented the place but they have not asked the person renting the place to them and then they get the dog and then when they found out they say well you have to get rid of the dog animals are not allowed in here mm. so things like that happen so really a, a lot of things need to be thought of and and, and questioned before you get the dog mm. you know so a lot a lot of of dogs would not get abandoned if people would do that you know and then obviously you have other situations where uh, there is a, a, a tragic um, um, thing in the family, you know, maybe they split up or uh, I don't know, some some of them dies or whatever. Mm -hmm. I once, uh, I used to work actively in rescuing dogs and finding them homes. And I can remember we once had to take a dog back after five or six years because the woman got cancer and she was terminal. Oh, okay. And and then obviously you know the the partner was uh, totally gone. Uh, he mm. he was uh, you know a total nerve wreck, and he was not able to care for the dog. So mm. he contacted me said, "Look, um, can you take the dog back?" And then obviously we took the dog back and uh, found a, a really great new home for that dog. Mm. The dog is, it's like your family member, isn't it? Yes. It's like a child that you look, it has to be considered as a family member because it is, it's, it has its own feelings. It has its own, it can sense how you're feeling. And in terms of their behavior, it can express to you how unhappy maybe or happy maybe as well. So it, it is, a dog is a family member at the end of the day. It's, it's like a dog isn't just for Christmas, it's for life. And a lot yes. of people, unfortunately, either don't consider that or things happen. And unfortunately, they can't keep the dog of responsibility and um, but dogs do can have a lot of positive a big positive impact on children can't they in terms of helping children with yes. being empathetic being calming responsibility all these different skills so yes sort of what in your line of work what you've seen how what 
things do dogs actually help people with in terms of bettering that person in terms of looking after maybe another human being or another animal or developing certain skills or being more empathetic? How do dogs help people in that, in that sense? Well, um, especially with children, you know, mm. children identify very much with animals and, and, and especially with dogs, as I said, because dogs have this, this, um, this way of sensing and smelling whatever is going on mm. in, in the child. And I used to teach animal communication for children. Oh, wow. <laughs> and um, well, I, I teach animal communication for adults, but then mm. uh, I also had uh, um, an idea of teaching animal communication for children. And I did that for a few years. And the children were from five to 12 years old. Okay. And they, they were brought by the parents and then their parents were asked to leave. <laughs> and <laughs> we had this, this course, you know, like maybe five, six, seven children. And I was, I, I used to ask the children, well, what, what is it that, you know, most of them had either a cat or a dog, you know, like they, they had some kind of animal and most, a lot of them had dogs. So I, I used to ask them, well, how did you, how did you communicate with your, with your animal and what do you cherish, you know, from your animal? And then a lot of them used to say, well, my animal just listens. It oh, listens. Course, I, yeah. I can, I can, I can tell, tell him, tell him everything, mm -hmm. and he listens, and he is not judgmental. Mm -hmm. It just, it just listens and is, is, uh, is there. My the animal is there for me. I, I can, I can feel its presence. And let's be honest, if we look into families nowadays, everybody is either on the computer, on the laptop. Uh, on 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 the mobile phone, uh, watching TV, you know, I mean, come on, where's the interaction? Mm. And and you know, children need somebody that listens to them. Children need to be with somebody, and this somebody often is the animal because animals live in the present moment. Animals live in the here and now. Whereas we adults often are gone somewhere, either on the mobile phone. I mean, physically we are there. You know, physically we are, but but <laughs> but mentally we are somewhere completely else. Mm. And some animals bring us back to the present moment. Some animals, you know, bring us back to the present moment. I once had uh, a woman calling me and saying, "Well, you know, my cat wants to." wants me to pet her all the time but then when I start petting all of a sudden she scratches and bites me oh, okay so I talked to the cat and then the cat said yeah I do that when it gets too monotone because she's gone right. and then when I, okay, I see. and then, then when I told that to the woman the woman had to admit yes that's true mm. you know and then uh, I had a, an, another person calling me and they said, you know, I, when I go for a walk with my dog, my dog all of a sudden just runs off and I disappears. And then I don't want that to happen. So when I 
talk to the dog. The dog told me, well, she wanders off mentally. Why am I supposed to stay there? Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so animals can intuitively tell when you're not there mentally. Definitely. You physically yes. there, but you're not there mentally. Exactly. My my first dog, Tony, he used to walk um, a couple of steps behind me when he was off leash. And if I started to think about something, he would stop. Uh oh. <laughs> and then, you know, when I, all of a sudden I would notice, oh, where's my dog? Where's my dog? Where's my dog? You know, like, where's my mm. dog? <sighs> and then I would look back and maybe he was five, 10, 15 meters behind me, just waiting. And then once I can't remember what I was thinking about, but I can remember when I turned around, he was about, you know, like 100 meters back sitting mm -hmm. and his head was sort of tilted sort of thinking how long it's gonna take her until she finds out that i'm not following her oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then when i said tony what are you doing there come here he came running like crazy and i was like yay now i've got her back <laughs> yeah so animals so, like children they need that attention Yes, actually, yes. love that, and attention. Yeah, that's that's why children and animals go so well together. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I see. That is so interesting. So, how? What sort of things do you teach the children in your when you taught them animal communication? Well, um, animal communication, telepathic animal communication, is mm. the, the language of the feelings. Mm -hmm. you know like you 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 have to go with your feelings with your mm -hmm. you know with with the your intuition in some way and when you tell a child forget for, for, you don't have to think about anything just you know shut off your your mind and go with your feelings they go like oh that's great that's you know that they love that Mm. tell that to an adult and the adult would ask uh, how do I do that mm -hmm. you know because adults are of, often in their head you know they're thinking they're in their head and that's not working and one of the reasons why that's not working is because the energy that our heart uh, you know irradiates is 5,000 times more intense than that of the brain oh okay so no, so, so yeah so that's that you you can measure that mm. so that's why it is so important to feel when you are communicating not just with animals you know when you when you can say let's say you can even tell when you listen to somebody singing now, if you listen to somebody sing a song and they they sing the song perfectly technically correct but there's no feeling behind it the song doesn't reach you yes but, of course yeah but but when when somebody sings a song and maybe they don't you know get some tones notes correct you know but they're the the, the person puts their whole heart into the song that song touches you hmm. you know so it's so important to bringing the heart and animals bring in the heart. 
dogs bring in the heart, you know. Mm. Every animal brings in the heart. They they live from the heart. Yeah, that's, that's really another important. thing. That's another thing we can learn from them. And we yeah, that's that's another thing that us adults need to do more of, I think, because you're right, we do we live in our heads too much. We don't really consider our heart too often, um, unfortunately. But Paloma, you have a podcast, don't you, to do with animal communication. Right. Could you tell yes, us a it's... bit more about your podcast, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called uh, Animal Empathy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's about animal communication, but I also have uh, uh, guests and we talk about different um, different subjects. Mm. And um, yeah, it's it's really very, very interesting because communication is is so broad, broad, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a really you you can communicate on so many different levels mm. and um yeah empathy is so important that uh, we have empathy empathy for for the animals for ourselves but you know also for each other yes of course and that's how i suppose that's how kids develop that empathy from a young age if they do have a pet no matter what animal it is they're looking after that pet and, and then being empathetic towards that that's how they can develop that empathy for them to become yes. more of an empathetic human being as they get older. Yeah. And and one of the one of the things that unfortunately happens very often is you know children they automatically connect with the animals. You know, like mm-hmm. we we come into this world knowing how to communicate through our feelings. Now, the problem is that when we do that as babies our environment doesn't react. They, yeah, sometimes react intuitively, but we very quickly find out we have to learn this these strange sounds in order to communicate with the outer world, because otherwise it's not gonna ha- not gonna work. However, children know that they can communicate like that with animals, and they do, you know, up to a certain age. Now, what often happens is, you know, when, uh, mm. for example, three, four-year-old says to um, somebody in the family, you know, the the doggy has a, a pain in the tummy, you know, like, because the child notices that, oh. because the animal has told the child, the child that, mm. and then... They, they they don't pay attention. They say, "Oh yeah, sure, yeah, no, don't don't worry, don't worry. That's uh, I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's fine." So so they don't take the child seriously. You know? and really, we should take children more seriously when they sense something from an animal. Take them seriously because then it's probably the animal communicating with the child mm, on another of level. Course, yeah, because they're in, they're intuitively connected to the animal. Yes, more so than an adult could be yes unless we learn how to do it thank you for tuning in with me today i hope you enjoyed the episode and if you'd like to learn more about animal communication then there is a link to Ploma's podcast animal empathy in the show notes under valuable resources please don't forget to hit follow and if you wouldn't mind rating the show i'd really appreciate it as it will help me rank higher and reach more teachers until next time keep on thriving and keep on changing young lives